time for promotions here at the Prophets Picks Football Podcast show once again. And I will start with my daughter, as I always do. Very beautiful, just like her mother in Atlanta, Georgia. The best nail technician for your toes as well inside the 285 perimeter and or outside of the 285 perimeter once again in atlanta georgia jonesboro georgia to be specific nails by a money is the name of her business and the address is 258 south main street suite f jonesboro georgia 302 Three, six. Keeping it all in the family here at the Props Fix Football Podcast Show. And next up is Arigato Joey at SoundCloud.com. Once again, that is A-R-I-G as in GOAT, A-T-O-J-O-E-Y at SoundCloud.com. The missus has a bunch of businesses herself, and I will start with ShopNeolife.com forward slash Forest Health. Once again, that is ShopNeolife.com forward slash my last name and the word health, F-O-R-R-E-S-T-H-E-A-L-T-A. You can hit her up at heavenlyhairbrand.com. And if you have any questions and you need some info about uh, heavenlyhairbrand.com, you can contact her at info at heavenlyhairbrand.com. Also, last but certainly not least, Forced Crafts and Custom Designs. And once again, that is two R's in our last name, F-O-R-R-E-S-T, Forced Crafts and custom designs there is a instagram page for heavenlyhairbrand.com and there is a youtube page or should i say a facebook page for forest crafts and custom designs last but certainly not least moi you're listening to them spotify for podcasters i'm on amazon uh radio or should i say amazon audio i am on iHeartRadio. i am on pandora I am on Instagram at the Prophets Picks 2019. You can also locate me on Twitter, Prophets underscore Picks. I'm on YouTube as well, the Prophets Picks 2019. That is the year that the podcast show started. And the Prophets Picks at gmail.com is the email address. Hit me up sometime. Check me out. I am literally everywhere. Facebook as well. Coming up next, another edition of the Prophet's Picks football podcast show. Hope you enjoy it. Listen to the end. Saturday, July the 22nd, 2023, and as I promised, it is time yet again for another predicted division winner for the ending of the upcoming season for the end of the 2023 season. 
I will give you today my predicted division champion in the NFC South on Thursday. Early afternoon, I recorded the predicted winner for the NFC East division. Go and take a look at that show on this YouTube channel, The Prophets Picks, or at The Prophets Picks 2019. That is also the Instagram handle. Um, check out Forest Crafts and Custom Designs. And uh, don't forget to check out my daughter, Nails by Amani, in Atlanta, Georgia, Jonesboro, Georgia. <clears throat> Excuse me, to be more specific. It's another beautiful day outside. It's another hot day here in the city of Houston coming to you live literally live right now uh, from the Prophets Pick Studios forward slash media centers here in Houston, Texas. I hope everybody is having a wonderful Saturday afternoon. On yesterday afternoon, uh, late afternoon, early evening, the predicted winner for the NFC North. And as promised on yesterday, it is now time for me to give you all out there that are football fans my predicted winner for the NFC South division at the bottom of, excuse me, the 2 p.m. hour. If you are over on the East Coast where I used to live at the majority of my life on the East Coast. Of course, I was born in a central standard time zone and it is uh, 2.28 p.m. Atlantic Eastern, Eastern Daylight Time, 1.29 p.m. here in the Central. Once again, coming to you live from the Prophet Speak Studios forward slash media centers here in the wonderful, amazing, magical city and hot, very hot city of Houston. We're at the end of July. We are literally a week away from the 2023 NFL training camp and by all means, the NFL season has arrived. The new NFL season has arrived, and this is something that I do every single year. However, this is the first year where I have live streamed on YouTube all eight predicted division champions. And uh, the ninth show will be the four-year anniversary show for the podcast, and that will officially start the season on a technical official basis um normally i will record these shows and they'll just be on the podcast platform which is spotify for podcasters and i'll only have that one live youtube stream and that is the annual anniversary show so going into the fourth year and then of course when the season begins that will be my fifth season as a as a podcaster let me emphasize that of predicting every single winner of NFL games in season and out of season during the postseason. All right. At the bottom of the hour, officially now, 1230 noon mountain time. And good morning to everyone in Alaska, Hawaii, and on the West Coast. West Coast time is 1130 a.m., uh, Pacific Daylight Time 
Alaska, good morning, 10.30 a.m. Alaskan Standard Time, and Aloha, Waikiki, Maui, Pearl Harbor Islands, all of the Hawaiian Islands, and the capital of Hawaii, Honolulu, 8.31 a.m. Hawaiian Daylight Time. I want to pose a question to everyone out there before I get into the nitty-gritty of this show. Something that I thought about, again, as I was preparing for the show, the first live stream feed that I shared, my camera was blurred out. It looked as if I was being protected by the United States Marshal Service. And uh, I had to delete that feed. I'm not worried about Twitter, quite frankly. I shared it on Twitter and I shared this one on Twitter, but I'm not trying to go and find that and delete it. For one, I don't have enough time to do that. And number two, I don't care to. So um, I was worried about the YouTube feed though. And the camera was absolutely horrible. I was completely and totally blurred out. You could barely see anything. And uh, that would not have worked out so well for me. So I ended that stream three minutes into it, deleted it. And this is the one that I'm going with because I had to delete that, unplug my camera, unplug it again. I don't know. Technology, as my youngest son always says, technology, right? Um, Time zone breakdown is complete. And the thought that I had while I was re-establishing a better focused uh, visual for this podcast show. Once again, I'm recording it live on YouTube and on my uh, podcast platform. And the podcast platform, once again, is Spotify for Podcasters and the thought that I had is this, and this is not the first time I had this thought. When I was promoted last year in the position that I'm no longer working in, but I still, of course, have the promotion, um, I thought to myself, am I living to survive or am I living to thrive? That's the question that I posed to myself last April during the spring. And as I was promoted, I realized I'm living to survive right now. I gotta venture out and find more. And after the promotion, I thought I had more. But it's like I always say, you do not know where you're going to be at this point in time, not just a year from now, In my current circumstances, three months from now, six months from now, but the majority of people say a year from now, you don't know where you're going to be. So you got to be careful how you go about your life. You got to be careful how you go about managing your finances. You got to go about how you manage your circle. You got to go about how you manage, you know, everything at the end of the day. And um, hopefully... The volume is working on this. I just noticed uh, just now. Hopefully you guys can hear me. I know I'm heard on the podcast. Hopefully you can hear me through this. um, Through this. Live stream. On the original one that I submitted. Stream was... I was, uh, I checked the volume 
before I started recording, before I went live, and I just realized just now that uh, I didn't check the volume before I started recording this, before I went live. Uh, so, yeah. And the only reason it even dawned on me is because I happened to look at the bottom of the screen and the little markers down there, they're out, they're not uh, green right now. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully I can be heard. I should have said, hopefully I am being heard. This is weird. This is part of the reason too why I don't do a lot of live streaming. There's just so much to be dealt with when you're doing that. But uh, nevertheless, yeah, if you can hear me, great. Um, if not, I will definitely create a, an actual video for this. And then I will, of course, upload it to um, YouTube like I normally do. I got two videos counting this one to upload. Um, the one from yesterday afternoon, I thought I uploaded it last night, but I realized I didn't. I have to remake that video. And then of course this one right here. All right. So going to go ahead and get to the marrow of the bone of this show. And again, just a thought, are you living to survive or are you living to thrive? So again, you don't know where you're going to be a year from now. You don't know where you're going to be six months from now, three months from now. You don't know where you're going to be at this point in time tomorrow. You hope that you're still a thousand percent healthy and everything is going great, but you just don't know. You never know, you know, what's going to happen. And uh, that's what makes life so exciting to live every single day. So I'm going to be honest. I am living right now to thrive. I'm living to thrive right now. And uh, who will be champion of the NFC South Division once January the 7th, I believe it is, rolls around next year, 2000, <clears throat> excuse me, and 24. All right, four teams in the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. For those of you who already knew that, please bear with me. There are some people that will eventually watch this or hear this and they don't know who the heck those teams are. How did the NFC South fall on last year? Well, the NFC South fell last year in the hands of the Buccaneers, and quite frankly, there was so much stuff going on for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, both on the field and off the field, and normally it it is the things, situations, circumstances, and incidents and outcomes of those incidents that happened off the field that ultimately affect everything that goes on on the field and it affects the coaching staff excuse me it affects the players and I said this for the NFC East division predicted champion show bishops know this pastors know this can't be distracted right you can't be distracted as the number one thing that coaches try to do every single year. And um, it's important to control that. It's important to downsize, decrease, delete, remove, disassemble, destroy every single 
distraction and even something that will possibly be a distraction. That is the job of NFL head coaches every single year. The priority, the focus is to win and win consistently and win as many games as you can so that you are postseason worthy. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year, you can argue that they really should have had a lot more wins than what they had. They really should have not been been that close to being eliminated from the postseason. And they should have never been that close to being eliminated as the division champion. And at the end of the day, uh, Tom Brady had a lot to do with that. Um, the former coach, Bruce Arians, had a lot to do with that. And um, even head coach Todd Bowles, he had a lot to do with that. And um, with all of those distractions, with all of the obstacles, Tampa Bay Buccaneers still found themselves at the top of the NFC South at the end of last year. Was it as smooth as the previous year when they lost to the Rams in the divisional playoff round in January of 2022? No, it was not. Was it as smooth as uh, it was in 2020 when the Buccaneers won the division outright without a problem, quite frankly? Or should I say it was the Saints that won the division? I'll give you the division winners for the last 20 years in a moment. But the bottom line is this. The point is, yeah, that's right. The Buccaneers didn't win. Thank you, God, the memory rights is blessed because uh, they were a wild card team. They had to go on the road play the Saints. But however, you got to keep distractions out. got to keep distractions out. And you have to think, not just positively and optimistic in every phase and every facet of life, but you have to speak it into existence. And not only do you have to do that, um, you have to have realistic beliefs of productivity, right? You have to have realistic standards. Like you have to try to think of how I can put this what I'm trying to say, you have to have, that's, thank you God, you have to have real expectations, right? You can't expect a brand new player, especially if they have not showed it in college, you can't expect a player to do something for your team that he did not do in college. He didn't show you this in college. You can't expect a rookie to do a specific thing consistently their very first year in the NFL. Like, that's unreal. You can't have unreal expectations. And that's sort of kind of what I wanted to harp on in today's shows. And ultimately, it relates back to my life in a personal sense, in my work life uh, more specifically. You can't expect that, right? And you have... Some people that understand that and get that. And then you have some people that don't get that. And I think a lot of the times as fans, we toss all of these unreal expectations on our favorite NFL franchise. And this hits close to home again, not just with my work life, but it is close to home because of the Falcons. And because me being a fan of the Atlanta Falcons, course we all know they finished last in the division last year seven and ten but so did the other two teams in the NFC South and quite frankly the Tampa Bay Buccaneers weren't 
too far from finishing 7 and 10 themselves. Buccaneers only have one win more than their three division rivals, Carolina, New Orleans, and Atlanta. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers only had one loss less than their division rivals, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, and the Atlanta Falcons. And at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you once again in this show which team I feel is going to win the NFC South. And look, here's the thing. Before I really get into this, like I really want to and how I normally do. The NFC South this season is going to be super competitive. It's going to be super weird. And it's going to be as diverse and unique than it has been in many years. Last year was the first year we didn't have Drew Brees. But we still had Tom Brady. Last season was the first season we didn't have Drew Brees and Matt Ryan. But we still had Tom Brady. This season... There's not going to be Matt Ryan, there's not going to be Drew Brees, and there's not going to be Tom Brady. The elder statesmen are either in broadcasting, Matt Ryan, or they are retired, Drew Brees. A couple of years ago, Tom Brady, starting this year. This is going to be the most intriguing season ever in the NFC South, and out of all the division out of all of the divisions that I have to do these uh predictions in I have to say in my professional opinion the NFC South is the most intriguing division going into the 2023 NFL season the NFC South out of every single division in the NFL was the only division last year where you had three teams that were 7-10 and and the division winner barely won the division by the skin of their teeth, by the hair of their chinny-chin-chins. Pun intended. And this is going to be a very weird year for the South. And that's what makes the NFL so exciting. The funny thing is, the team at the bottom of the division that finished at the bottom of the division last year, my Atlanta Falcons, they were the team that had the best offense. When you're talking about points scored, Atlanta Falcons had 365 total points scored at the end of the 2023 NFL season, but their defense gave up 386, the most points. So when it comes to those two categories, the Falcons are first. They scored the most points, but they gave up the most points. So you can't give up more points than you score. I talked about that multiple times during the offseason, during this past offseason with the Dallas Cowboys. And the team that gave up the second most points defensively was the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers also scored the second most amount of points. Here it is again. Panthers and the Falcons are eye to eye 
shoulder to shoulder when it comes to that particular category, not necessarily the points allowed and the points scored. The team that gave up the second, or should I say the team that gave up the least amount of points were the New Orleans Saints, 345 points allowed. But here it is again, their offense scored less, 330 total points. The team that won the division, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they scored the least amount of points in the division, 313. And again, their defense gave up 358 points. What is the point? What am I getting at? You got to have a defense. You got to have a defense. Even though the Buccaneers gave up the second least amount of points in the NFC South, their offense could not score more points than their defense was allowing each and every game. And that's the name of the game. It's not rocket science. You win by having one point or more points than your opponent when the time runs out on the clock. The theme of the NFC South last year, and we've seen this happen before, the theme is this. Every single NFC South team gave up more points than their offense scored. That's the number one problem in the NFC South. So with that being said, I know you have to draft a future franchise quarterback. That's what the NFL is today. However, if the theme of the NFC South at the end of the 2022 NFL season was all four teams in the division scored a small amount of points, but their defense gave up a lot of points. And their defense, all of the defenses gave up more points than their offense scored. Why aren't we drafting more defensive players? And if we're not drafting more defensive players, because of course the Panthers did need a franchise quarterback, why in the name of Jehoshaphat did you not gain more players Productive players, uh, active players, vicious players, uh, merciless players on the defensive side of the football and free agency. Why didn't you do that? And at the end of the day, the NFC South, as it stands right now, your longest tenured quarterback in the division, it is the New Orleans Saints. Franchise quarterback, he came over in free agency, and that guy is Derek Carr. He is going into his 10th season from Fresno State, which is in California. The Atlanta Falcons, the most experienced quarterback on their roster is Taylor Henneke from Old Dominion University. He's going into his sixth year, but he has not been a starter. His entire career. Andy Dalton is the most experienced quarterback going into the season for not only the entirety of the NFC South, but he is the most experienced quarterback in the uh, in the quarterback classroom for the Carolina Panthers. He's been in the league 13 years, 35 years of age. 
So when you look at a guy that's been in the league 13 years, he was a starter in Cincinnati all of his career before the Bengals ultimately fired Marvin Lewis and released um, Andy Dalton. Derek Carr is the most successful quarterback right now on any roster. Now, Baker Mayfield for the Buccaneers has been in the NFL six years, but and he has been a starter. He was supposed to be the future and the established franchise quarterback for the Cleveland Browns all those years ago, and they drafted him six years ago. But we all know his story. We all know what happened with him. Don't got to go into a whole long entire uh, story about him. So what am I getting at? This year, for the NFC South, you're going to have Todd Bowles, a defensive-minded head coach, with Baker Mayfield, more than likely. Baker Mayfield's going to win out. (laughs) You have an offensive-minded head coach in Arthur Smith. I had to be very deliberate with that delivery because I was thinking Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, and I was hoping that I didn't mess up. Thank God I didn't. But you do have, in fact, Arthur Smith, who is an offensive-minded head coach, and second-year quarterback Desmond Ritter. You have 10-year veteran, ventured, not a journeyman, franchise starting quarterback, in my opinion, in Derek Carr with the defensive-minded head coach in Dennis Allen, but <clears throat> we all know that, excuse me, my throat is always bad. Um, we know that the offensive coordinator is Mr. Carmichael for the New Orleans Saints. And then in Carolina, Frank Wright, congratulations. Super Bowl champion coach for the Eagles as the offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. That's part of the reason why he was hired in Indianapolis. Of course, it didn't work out. He's now with Carolina. And um, yeah, long story short, Frank Reich, Bryce Young is going to start. The only way that Bryce Young does not start day one, week one for the Carolina Panthers is if is is if he's injured going into the season or he just completely and totally shows he is not able to carry the load. And just like here in Houston with C.J. Stroud, the reports are in Charlotte, North Carolina, that this young man will be ready. You can't draft him that high and do not start him week one, day one, which is something that I've said over and over again. Even though the Pittsburgh Steelers have never had a losing season with Mike Tomlin at the helm, I believe Mike Tomlin made a huge mistake by not allowing Kenny Pickett to be the starter week one, day one. I think that really hurt the team. However, with his cred, street cred, NFL cred, with his overall career accomplishments, He earned himself that mistake, right? He can slide. So getting back to the NFC South. The NFC South, since realignment in the NFL, hopefully you see the still frame that I uploaded for this show. If you don't see it now, you're going to see it when I upload it again. Um, the, The NFC South has not had a team that has repeated 
as champions on a consistent basis for more than four seasons. The only time that has happened is the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints, division champions, of course, we all know this is Drew Brees, 2017, 18, 19, and 2020. And that was the year, of course, when they lost in the divisional round to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. 11-5, and 13-3, 13-3, 12-4. Tampa Bay Buccaneers was the first NFC South division champion in 2002. 12 and 4. They won the Super Bowl against the Raiders in Qualcomm Stadium, San Diego, California. 2003 was the Carolina Panthers. They went to the Super Bowl against the Patriots. 2004, Falcons won, lost in the divisional, lost in the NFC Championship game to the Eagles. Of course, that was the year the Eagles went down to Jacksonville, Florida, and lost to the New England Patriots. Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, would win again, but losing to the Commanders in 05 in the wildcard round. Um, bottom line is this, when you win the division, you're automatically qualified for the postseason. Doesn't mean you're going to win. New Orleans Saints would win in 2006, lost in the conference championship to the Dub Bears. <laughs> 2007 Buccaneers won it, 9-17. There was a wild card losing team to the Jets. Ju- the ju- 2008 Panthers won it, and then 9 New Orleans Saints won it, Drew Brees. New Orleans Saints won it with Drew Brees. Drew Brees, of course went down to Miami Gardens, Florida, one of my many homes in South Florida, and won the Super Bowl against Peyton Manning and the vaunted juggernaut, which was uh, the Colts. Um, Falcons won it in 2010, lost to the Packers in the postseason, then the Saints returned as champions in 2011, then the Falcons returned as division champions in 2012. 2013 through 2015 was the Cam Newton years, and of course Cam Newton lost the Super Bowl Super Bowl 50, the only Super Bowl ever in NFL history that does not have Roman numerals. And uh, yeah, that was the first time there was a three-peat division champion for the NFC South. Bear with me, I'm giving you some foundation in history for the NFC South and how this division runs every single year. After the three-peat for the Panthers and the loss in Super Bowl 50 for the Panthers, the Falcons go to the Super Bowl winning the division in 2016, losing here in Houston in the first and only Super Bowl since Super Bowl 51 that ended in an overtime. We all know that was Tom Brady. Then you have the New Orleans Saints winning back-to-back four years in a row. I've already told you those years. And then, of course, Tom Brady and the Bucks, 2021 and last year. The team that has the most division championships in the NFC South is, of course, the New Orleans Saints with seven, if I'm not mistaken. Carolina Panthers have five total, and then the Buccaneers have five total. So you have Carolina and Tampa tied with five division championships since the realignment of the NFL and the vision of the NFC South was um, created. And then you have, of course, last but certainly not least, <clears throat> excuse me um, my Atlanta Falcons with four division uh, championships uh, I think that's all 20 years um, if it's not use Google look it up yourself and I mean that with all sincerity and nice, niceness that I can have 
Now it's time for me to tell you who I feel will win the division. I did my intro filibustering positive spiritual prophetic message at the beginning of the show like I always do and I don't do that intentionally. Um, it's just who I am. It just comes out and when it's coming out I just allow it to flow because it does evolve around the NFL. So is life. Um, but it also evolves around my personal life and others lives in general. So um, I try to control myself there and don't get off on a tangent for too long and I think I did a pretty good job today. With that being said, Not only is this the most intriguing division in the NFL this year, but it's also going to be a team in which, beg your pardon, it's going to be a division, excuse me, in which we are all going to watch all year long and we're going to be playing super duper close attention to who rises up, pun intended, in the NFC South and wins the division. Now, last year, the Atlanta Falcons had the best rushing attack in the entirety of the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. They had the best rushing offense, and that's what you expect from Arthur um, Smith coming over from uh, the Tennessee Titans, um, which is the closest team to the Atlanta Falcons, professional pro NFL team. That is closest to the Atlanta Falcons in the city of Atlanta. Nashville, Tennessee is not that far away from Atlanta, Georgia. So, with the Falcons having the best run game last year, you think, going back to yesterday, that stability and foundation and cohesiveness and harmony and all of those other intangible words that I used on yesterday to describe why I picked who I picked to win the NFC South this year. That's going to bode well for the Atlanta Falcons. Why am I saying that? Baker Mayfield and the offense and the offensive coaches and his head coach told Todd Bowles they have to create everything that I just said unity, they have to create harmony, they have to create cohesiveness cohesiveness, excuse me they have to create all of these things, they gotta gel, right in New Orleans, Derek Carr, same thing gotta gel with Pete Carmichael you gotta gel with a defensive minded head coach, just like Tampa has a defensive minded head coach, so does the uh, New Orleans Saints with Carolina and Atlanta, it's different. You got a rookie franchise quarterback for an offensive-minded head coach. But in Atlanta, you have a quarterback that was there last year. That was with the offensive coordinator, with the offensive-minded head coach and offensive uh, uh, coaches last year. Um, with a coach that has an offensive mindset. There is 77 to 87% turnover roster-wise every single year in the NFL. And it's only 90% turnover when there is a new coaching regime and a new general manager rolling on in 
to a new NFL city for a new NFL team. Consistency and foundation and a culture, the famous word that the NFL uses and college football uses as well. Culture is the number one thing and foundation is the number one thing right now that the Atlanta Falcons have going into this year, flowing over and rolling over from last season. So after I looked at that formula, I said, now let me look at the next formula. And the next formula is defense. And I talked about that at the beginning of the show a few minutes ago. I was building a foundation to get to the ending of the show, which is right here, right now. As I get ready to tell you, I feel it's going to be fourth, third, second, and who will be the division champion. We know the Buccaneers had a really good defense, but they still gave up the second most amount of points when the season ended last year. The Saints always have a good defense. That goes without saying. Falcons' defense wasn't good last year. They gave up the most points. Talked about that already. Carolina Panthers' defense was sneaky good last year, and it was a sneaky good team last year with a lot of sneaky good weapons. Will it be Baker Mayfield holding the division championship? Desmond Ritter, Derek Carr, or Bryce Young hoisting that division championship trophy at the end of the season that will, of course, lead you to the postseason to qualify you as a participant to play your way into the Super Bowl that will be this year in I think it's Las Vegas I think we're on the road to Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas I think I think it's Las Vegas it's not Las Vegas it's either New Orleans or possibly Tampa or LA. We all know that. Oh, I'm sorry, Miami Gardens, Florida. We all know that Super Bowl does a rotation. It's not in the same city every year. Uh, cities bid on it. So, um, not too sure about that right now, but I'll confirm that at the end of this show. However, the team that will finish last, yes, I was right. It's going to be in Las Vegas. Super Bowl 24 will be at Allegiant Stadium. I kind of knew that's where it was going to be. I just wasn't sure. Google is your friend, man. Let me tell you. All right. Um, this was probably the <clears throat> excuse me, most difficult division to predict the winner in for the 2024 NFL season. And I'm going to be honest. I didn't know before I started the show. I didn't know when I was preparing for the show. And I don't know now. This is probably the only show where it has the most untouchable team. Or should I say indecisive prediction for a division champion. I'm so indecisive with this. And... um. You just don't know who's going to win a division this year. 
If you had Tom Brady in Tampa again, you can argue and say, hey, that's easy. It's going to be Tampa, right? Carolina, New Orleans, and Atlanta is going to compete. But again, Atlanta second-year quarterback. Carolina rookie quarterback. And we've seen teams get rookie franchise quarterbacks and go to the postseason that rookie quarterback's first year. Tampa and New Orleans are the only teams with veteran quarterbacks. Again, most tenured at starter, Derek Carr. Most tenured, more than likely, is going to be the starter. He's going to compete for it, but he's going to be the starter, Baker Mayfield. And then again, you got to look at the defenses. I think, at the end of the day, I think that the Carolina Panthers is going to be the final team in the NFC South at the end of the season. And I do not think they're going to have a winning record at all. Sorry, Carolina Falcons fans. Sorry, Carolina Falcons. Listen to me. Sorry, Carolina Panthers fans. <laughs> Please forgive me. Gosh, that is mutiny of the highest kind. Um, I think the team that will finish third, I believe it will, in fact, be my Atlanta Falcons. Um, but it will be a winning record. Do I feel it will be a postseason record? No, I don't think it's going to be a postseason record. I don't think the Falcons are going to make it to the playoffs next year, which is very, very unbiased because I'm a Falcons fan. I do believe that the Buccaneers will finish second in the division, which I know now New Orleans Saints fans are celebrating and Atlanta Falcons fans are probably going to be blowing up my social media and my cell phone asking me what the you know what am I talking about? Am I really a Falcons fan? I'm not a Falcons fan. I am a Falcons fan. I just believe in being honest and real and giving my real unbiased opinion. This is what I do here at this show, but the reason why people are going to be upset because the title of the show. Enjoy the weekend. Everybody stay safe out there. NFC South champions at the end of the 2023 NFL season, at the end of the second week, first full week of um, weekend, I'm sorry, at the end of the first full weekend of the new year, it will in fact be the New Orleans Saints. Sorry, man. Sorry. Derek Carr is working hard. He knows how to produce. In order for Atlanta to win the division, I will leave you all with this. Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield, and that defense has to flame out, which means someone's going to walk up to the candle, blow it out. Uh, the New Orleans Saints Derek Carr has to completely and totally ruin the team and I don't mean in a personal sense or a uh, morale sense I mean his with his play on the field Panthers aren't going to shock anybody this year they're, they're not if they shock anybody, I'm going to be shocked. But I do think that the Carolina Panthers will be this year's Detroit Lions. I'll say that. Uh, but again, at the end of the day, New Orleans Saints, division champions. I got to go check out what that loud thumping noise that I heard just now was. Everybody stay safe out there. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday and the rest of your weekend. Have a blessed Sunday. I will more than likely talk to you all tomorrow. If I don't, you know for a fact. I will predict the winner of the NFC Southwest champion on Monday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody out there. Stay safe. One belief, one religion, one fellowship, one family, one church. One.